0: Just filling in here on Noah's window, and so glad to be with you. I hope you're having a wonderful day. Um, I just wanted to share a few thoughts on the subject of forgiveness. Now, forgiveness is such a huge topic; so many things that we could look at. But today, I just wanted to share uh, one little nugget that's been so impactful in my life. Uh, I love to read biographies and autobiographies of great Christians, and one of the people that I really have looked up to and just appreciated their testimony is Corey. Boom. She wrote a book called The Hiding Place. And if you have not heard of her or read that book, I really suggest that you um, pick up the book and, and read that. It so encourages you of how God truly performed so many miracles in her life and did so many things and how she impacted so many people. Corey and her family actually were, um, were protectors of the uh, the Jews during World War Two, they would, uh, they had, a, they had a watch store, and they would back in the back room, they had a hiding place where they would hide Jews and get them out of the country so that they could be protected from the Nazis. But Cory and her family were found out; they were um, given up by a. Um, person in their neighborhood and they were found out and they were sent to the concentration camps. Well, I don't want to go into all the story. I don't have time for that. But much later in life, after Corey had been released, she was speaking, had a speaking engagement in Germany. And I just want to read a little excerpt of how something that she faced that had to do with um, forgiveness. So please listen along as I read. It was a church in Munich that I saw him. A balding, heavyset man in a gray overcoat, a brown felt hat clutched between his hands. People were filing out of the basement room where I had just spoken, moving along the rows of wooden chairs to the door at the rear. It was 1947, and I had come from Holland to defeat Germany with the message that God forgives. It was the truth they needed most to hear in that bitter, bombed-out land, and I gave my favorite mental picture— Maybe because the sea is never far from a Hollander's mind, I like to think that it's where forgiven sins were thrown. When we confess our sins, I said, God cast them into the deepest ocean, gone forever. The solemn faces stared back at me, not quite daring to believe. There were never questions after a talk in Germany in 1947. People stood up in silence, in silence collected their wraps, in silence left the room. And that's when I saw him working his way forward against the others. One moment I saw the overcoat and the brown hat. The next, a blue uniform and a visored cap with its skull and crossbones. It came back with a rush, the huge room with its harsh overhead lights, the pathetic dresses and shoes in the center of the floor, the shame of walking naked past this man. I could see my sister's frail form ahead of me, ribs sharp beneath the parchment skin. Betsy, how thin you were. Betsy and I had been arrested for concealing Jews in our home during the Nazi occupation of Holland. This man had been a guard at Ravensbrück concentration camp where we were sent. Now he was in front of me, hand thrust out. A fine message, Fraulein, how good it is to know that, as you say, all our sins are at the bottom of the sea. And I, who had spoken so glibly of forgiveness, fumbled in my pocketbook rather than take that hand. He would not remember me, of course. How could he remember one prisoner among the thousands of women? But I remembered him and the leather crop swinging from his belt. It was the first time since my release that I had been face to face with one of my captors and my blood seemed to freeze. You mentioned Ravensbrook in your talk, he was saying. I was a guard in there. No, he did not remember me. "'But since that time,' he went on, "'I've become a Christian. "'I know that God has forgiven me "'for the cruel things I did there, "'but I would like to hear it from your lips as well.'" Fraulein, and again the hand came out. "'Will you forgive me?' I stood there. I, whose sins, had every day to be forgiven and could not. Betsy had died in that place, Could he erase her slow, terrible death simply for the asking? It could not have been many seconds that he stood there hand held out to me, but it seemed hours as I wrestled with the most difficult thing I ever had to do. For I had to do it. I knew that. The message that God forgives has a prior condition, that we forgive those who have injured us. If you do not forgive men their trespasses, Jesus says, neither will your Father in heaven forgive your trespasses. I knew it not only as a commandment of God, but as a daily experience. Since the end of the war, I had had a home in Holland for victims of Nazi brutality. Those who were able to forgive their former enemies were able also to return to the outside world and rebuild their lives no matter what the physical scars. Those who nursed their bitterness remained invalids. It was as simple and as horrible as that. And still I stood there with the coldness clutching my heart. But forgiveness is not an emotion. I knew that too. Forgiveness is an act of the will and the will can function regardless of the temperature of the heart. Jesus, help me, I prayed silently. I can lift my hand. I can do that much. You supply the feeling. And so woodenly, mechanically, I thrust my hand into the one stretched out to me. And as I did, an incredible thing took place. The current started in my shoulder, raced down my arm, sprang into our joined hands, and then this healing warmth seemed to flood my whole being, bringing tears to my eyes. I forgive you, my brother, I cried with all my heart. Wow, what an amazing story First of all, she mentioned God's forgiveness. She mentioned the verse in Micah 7, 19 that says, once again, you have compassion on us. You will trample our sins under your feet and throw them into the depths of the ocean. And there's a couple other verses I love about God's forgiveness. Psalm 103, 12, it says, he has removed our sins as far from us as the east is from the west. East and west never meet. That's how far God has removed our sins from us. And then in Isaiah 38, 17, once again, you will have compassion on us. You will trample our sins under your feet and throw them into the depths of the ocean. But then God reminds us, Jesus reminds us in the book of Matthew chapter 6, 14 and 15, the same thing that Corey was feeling when she had to reach out to the hand of this man who had caused so much cruelty to her and caused the death of her sister. And the Bible says in Matthew 6, 14 and 15, if you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly father will forgive you. But if you refuse to forgive others, your heavenly father will not forgive your sins. God has forgiven us. He sent Jesus to do that. All we have to do is reach out and accept that forgiveness. But part of that is learning to forgive others who have hurt us and caused us pain. Hopefully none of us will ever have to face a situation like Corey did, but there are people in this world who are facing that right now. I challenge you today to reach out for God's forgiveness first of all, and then reach out to others with the same forgiveness you have received. Let's pray and ask God to help us with that. Father in heaven, thank you so much that you have removed our sins from us. You have thrown them into the depths of the ocean. You have trampled them under your feet. They are as far from us as the east is from the west. But Father, because of that forgiveness, remind us that you want us to forgive others for the things that have been um, done that would hurt us. Father, let us remember Corey's story and and Father, the, the opportunity. Let us remember that forgiveness is not an emotion. It's the act of our will. It's an act of obedience to you because of what you've done for us. Father, I pray that today... Someone listening to this message will hear your truth for themselves and will apply it and reach out and forgive someone that they need to forgive so that they can go on and live their life fully for you. We'll thank you and praise you for all you're going to do, and it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thanks for listening today, and I hope you have a wonderful day. See you again soon on Noah's Window.